Sometimes, the best stories in golf aren't found on tour. You'll find them at the back of the range. And here's your host, Ben Adelberg. And welcome to the back of the range. I am your host, Ben Adelberg. This is episode 275. Greetings from the SEC match play at Old Overton in Birmingham, Alabama. I'm going to be posting a lot of content on the Back of the Range social media channels, but you should make sure you go give SEC Match Play a follow on Instagram as well. Eight of the teams in the field are ranked nationally in the top 25. Teams like Vanderbilt, Alabama, and Auburn have already won this season, and this really could be an interesting preview of what we might see at Greyhawk in May at the National Championship. Yes, there is a long way to go this season, but this will be a very exciting and eye-opening championship. Merch is still for sale. There's a coupon code available for all of the items in the Back of the Range collection that Imperial has created. Go to the website, thebackoftherange.com, click the link, and use the coupon code BOTR15 to get 15% off your purchase. My guest on this episode of the Back of the Range is Rusty Strawn the 2022 U.S. Senior Amateur Champion. I first met Rusty earlier this year at the Jones Cup Senior, where he made a nice top five finish. Rusty is part of the contingency of strong senior amateurs from the state of Georgia that, quite frankly, are dominating the senior amateur golf circuit right now. Yes, there's a massive collection of PGA Tour pros down here in South Florida, but Georgia, well... Here's a short list of the players from Georgia that regularly compete nationally in amateur tournaments. Bob Royak, Doug Hansel, Alan Peak, Jack Hall, Billy Mitchell. They're all killers. Rusty has been on an incredible run this past summer playing nonstop and racking up impressive finishes with the win at the U.S. Senior Am being the highlight. We spoke about his start in the game, his collegiate career at Georgia Southern, what has led to his longevity, and how he prioritized family over golf early, which has led to a greater appreciation of what he's able to do in life and on the golf course. Great information in this episode. There are a ton of takeaways that you can apply to your game and to your life. I think everyone's going to enjoy this episode. Let's get started. Rusty, thank you for taking the time to join me here at the back of the range. How are you? I'm I'm doing fine, Ben, and and thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, most of the time when I'm talking to people on the podcast, it is uh, I, I am the one that is is traveling all over the country covering amateur golf. I'm the one with the crazy schedule, and most of the people that I have as guests, um, it's pretty easy to you know, find some time. Yeah, you know, I I got nothing going on. We'll we'll do we'll do this whenever. Um, that is not the case today because my travel schedule pales in comparison to what you've been doing lately. Um, we're going to talk about your victory at the U.S. Senior Amateur. There's other victories we're going to talk about, but most people are not going to quite understand the stretch you have just been on and say, how is he doing this? I think you've been on the road, maybe playing tournaments seven weeks in a row. Rusty, is that is that somewhat accurate? You know, I've been afraid to to look at my calendar. Um, <laughs> and 
and to make me realize that. But that's that sounds about right, un, un, unfortunately. <laughs> but but it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm looking at like okay, Golf Week Senior National Match Play, the North South Senior, Reynolds Senior, U.S. Senior, Canadian senior georgia by the way rusty's a senior folks i forget i don't know if we mentioned that you're a senior we we get, didn't get into that yet but um this is a lot so we we have a, a lot to talk about but i guess let's start here longevity staying healthy um keeping this stretch going is there something that you have incorporated into your i guess your travel and your routine that keeps you just you know, playing at your very best when travel can wear down anyone. I think that um, obviously, in, in being in good physical health and and even this as senior being a senior golfer, I, I can tell you when we get on the we get on the practice tee, uh, either after a round or before a round, we're always talking about ailments and and our physical conditions and and what else is bothering us and what did what did what did we wake up with this morning to see what else was was hurting so well when you get i'm 59 years old but um i think a lot of it had to has with my current physical condition and, and health is i really started probably um seven or eight years ago when i was in my late 40s because i had taken a a hiatus from from competitive golf for about thirteen or fourteen years, and and I, and that was that was very conscientious decision that uh, I had made with my wife early on. Is as my I wanted to make sure that I took care of I was a good good husband that I was a uh, a good good father that stayed home and took care of my kids, and also I wanted to make sure that our our family business was growing. And uh, but when I got in my late forties. Uh, like I said, I made a very conscientious decision that, you know, I'd like to, when I get 55 years old, that's obviously when, when, uh, senior golf really gets, gets going that I'd like to, to be, be, uh, be competitive and then, and play a regional as well as a, a national schedule. And, uh, when I was in my late forties, I, I hired a, a fitness instructor. I, uh, also had an, an ongoing, uh, golf instructor that I have, uh, actually a couple that I have, uh, used in, in over the years and, and also had a, got a middle coach. So it's, it's been, it's been a, the last 10 years has been, uh, I've been gearing up for what I have, for the success that I've had uh, recently. So, um, but it obviously that to have the results that I've had, it's, it's obviously surprising and, and unexpected, but I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, but it's been planned. I mean, it's, it's, I've uh, been very, uh, uh, diligent. I've been very disciplined and, and had a, a, a goal in place of, of, of what, what I wanted to do, but you just never expect you're going to have this kind of success, but it's definitely been a lot of fun. Well, we're going to talk about some of the success, but I also want to make sure we go back to the beginning and learn a little bit more about how you actually got into the game. But um, but you just mentioned something interesting. You know, you get on that practice tee or you get on the putting green in the morning with the rest of the guys and talking about the ailments and talking about what you woke up with. So let's see if we can out someone. Who is the guy in the senior golf circuit that's the go-to guy for 
who needs a couple Advil? Who needs a Motrin? Who needs this? Who who has the pharmacy in their bag? I mean, I'm sure you all have something, but who's the guy that always he can always hook you up? And I mean stuff over the counter. This this episode isn't turning into a, a dark right. turn towards some sort of a drug runner on the senior golf circuit. We're not doing that. I'm just saying who's who's the go to guy that's always got something? Well, I can tell you right now, there's not a bag on that practice tee or <laughs> or, or, or in on any any competitive round that doesn't have some some uh, Advil or Motrin or something. But uh, it probably have to be my good buddy Alan Pete because um, uh, Alan, I think he plays anywhere from forty five to fifty competitive tournaments a year, oh, and uh, you know he he is he is. Um, it's, it's amazing the the physical condition that he's in. Um, but um, if ever I need a, a couple of Advil before a round or a Motrin, I'll, I'll go to Alan and ask him say, "Hey, you know something something is uh, not quite right this this morning. You got a couple of Advil and and he's there." But he plays an amazing schedule and and he's 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 probably I would say our Iron Man of the senior golf circuit here in the United States for yeah, sure. Yeah, I really enjoyed meeting him last year at the uh or maybe it was this year. I can't keep track. But last time last time I was at the Jones Cup senior, I, I met Alan and he he's a beauty. He uh I, I see a spot for him in the future here at the back of the range because um I love his story. But uh, Oh yeah. But let's and he also plays well. I mean he, oh. he plays a lot, but he plays well. It is it's amazing. Well, I, I, I think he was runner up to, to Chagru, uh, wasn't he? Uh, yes, at the yeah, Jones to, to there was. Yeah. He lost in a uh, playoff. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, he sure did. I'm sure I'll be seeing him and you and the rest of the rest of the guys uh, again next year at the at the Jones Senior. Talk to me a little bit though about how you how you got into the game of golf. I mean, you're a Georgia guy. Um, a lot of athletics you can choose from the state of Georgia, obviously. Right. How did how did you find golf? Well, my dad and as well as my grandfather were both avid golfers, and uh, my dad was a was a very good good golfer. Although he he never played the competitive schedule that that I've I've played and I've played all my life. Uh, but he was a, a good. Um, uh, local player. He won numerous club championships. He, he played for a couple of different uh, colleges. He played for West Georgia college as well as Georgia state university. And uh, he was on the golf team. And, and uh, so he, I've come from a, um, a lineage of, of, of a couple of, a couple of um, generations of golfers here. And, uh, but my, it was my dad who actually introduced me to the game of golf very early on and um, I, I spent a lot of time with him out on the golf course, whether I was uh, shagging balls for him or just spending time on the on the putting green, and or you know he was he was giving me lessons. But it gave us a lot of time to 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 spend together. And and um, you know he, our, my my first set of clubs that I got one Christmas was a set of uh, Chichi Rodriguez oh, wow. um, golf clubs. Yep, yeah. and uh, it was a set of five clubs. There were three irons. There was a there was a five, seven, and nine iron, and and a driver and a putter, and uh, that's what I got for Christmas one day, and and I uh, spent a lot of time just in the backyard hitting balls until I felt like I was um, could go out and on the course and, and play. But that was that was really my introduction to to golf, and that was when I was probably I say seven or eight years old. Okay, so you've been playing golf your entire life. Oh yeah, over fifty years for oh, sure. Man. Yeah. 
And then when you kind of, and I'm just thinking, getting that set as you're a kid, and then, you know, we'll talk a little bit about where you played in college and what the equipment mm-hmm. and everything has changed. Do you sometimes just sit back and look at just where the, the game has gone equipment-wise and and course condition-wise and say, I, I mean, did you ever expect to be basically hitting the ball the distance you hit it now with the equipment that's available now? Did you ever expect that that would be possible? Like what, Like when you're 35 or 40 at your hiatus, thinking right. how am i going to compete when i'm in my 50s and 60s did you ever see anything like this coming I, I cannot believe how far these these young guys are hitting it right now um particularly in their their in their teens and their in their 20s and even 30s yeah. uh their this equipment and and the balls uh it's all geared to just a very high swing speed and and i don't know what the limit is i mean when last year, when I went and played the uh, United States Mid Amateur at uh, Sankey Head in Nantucket, and I had the opportunity to play against Mid Amateurs, and I was seeing how far they were hitting it, and they were, and I'm not long at all. I mean, I'm I'm probably average for a senior, maybe a little bit above average, but I'm nothing like the, some of the seniors that that can hit it a long way. But these Mid Ams, they were 40, 50, 60 yards in front of me, and uh, they just got incredible swing speed and ball speed and and i just don't know where that where the the limit's going to be i mean these the the athletes of the high school athletes today that once were playing basketball or football or other contact sports are now these these all-around athletes they're they're playing golf now and um and you know they are they are just really hitting it a long way and they're they're getting the, the the ball in the hole a lot quicker and it's just amazing to watch so i don't i don't know where this this game's going from or going to um in regards to um the length i i, I just it's just amazing to me and i, I kind of wish i'd have had that technology when i was growing up just to see how far i could hit it. oh yeah yeah no i i i spent a lot of time around the college game and, and, and gosh i remember I remember two years ago at the national championship out of Greyhawk and I'm, I'm walking out of the media center to, I, I guess the, the practice to I can't remember. I'm walking and I find myself walking behind the Georgia tech golf team. Now I'm, mm-hmm. I'm six, four and I'm walking behind these guys and they all look like six, seven, like yes. two ten, And just, and I'm just like, what are these guys, who are these guys going to beat up? Like, like what, where are they going? Um, no, they're just golfers at Georgia tech and yeah. And and you you look at guys, you know, look at, I mean, gosh, Ben James coming out of, uh, I mean, just won his first term at the university of Virginia. He's barely 18, 19 years old and he's six foot four or five. What? I mean, yeah, they're just, they look like basketball players basically. It's the whole the whole physical complexion of of these golfers have have changed, and like I said, you're getting the best athletes out of these high schools. Um, then they're playing golf, and they are they're revolutionizing the game for sure. There's there's no doubt, and with all these strength and conditioning coaches and the middle the middle approach that they're taking, and and the 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 technology. Um, it's, it's, it's phenomenal what, what they're doing. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, it, uh, just with the way that the schedules worked out, it, it appears that this week, or at least the next two episodes are, uh, are it's, it's Georgia Southern week here at the back of the range. Cause, uh, 
after your episode, after this one airs, um, the the next guest at the back of the range is going to be Ben Carr. And um, yeah, so I know you played at Georgia Southern uh, back around eighty two, eighty five, and you know he had a very nice stretch this summer. Um, you know you you obviously you know are the U.S. Senior Amateur Champion, but before before that happened, he reached the finals of the U.S. Amateur at Ridgewood and. I'm trying to see if I got my schedule and I'm, I'm basically matching up your, your tournament results with his. I'm pretty sure you were at the Reynolds senior at the time of the U S amateur. Um, you are the fourth Georgia Southern graduate to capture USGA championship. And That's right. he would have been the fifth. Were you watching uh, the USAM? I think you were, were you at Reynolds senior? Is that where you're at? I was at the Reynolds senior, which I'm a host there. I'm yeah. actually, a co-founder of that tournament along with, with with my good friend and and legendary charlie busby but um i uh we were i was pulling so hard yeah for i i, I was just watching i was just you know i was watching it on, on television and just pulling so hard for him and, and i really thought he was going to pull it out but he just he just came so short and and then i a little later on i i texted ben and and just let him know that you know, I was I was proud of him, and I thought he did a great job, not only representing himself but his family, as well as the you know as well as Georgia Southern. And he was a real inspiration for me. Um, uh, I, I saw him and and how close he came, and and don't think I wasn't thinking about that when I was making my run at the U.S. Senior. So it was it was a lot of fun. Well, I, you had a <clears throat> excuse me. Well, you had a really nice career at Georgia Southern. Um, you know, he won. At that point, it was the Trans-America Athletic Conference, so you won that in 83, and you you were all conference in 84 and 85, and I know you're still involved with the program, so I know you're involved with the, with the, um, with the, with the uh, men's golf program, and, you know, talking to Ben, um, you know, when I did, he talked a lot about the culture at Georgia Southern, a lot about how it's a very close-knit family vibe in Statesboro. I, I'm guessing it had to have been a very similar experience or, uh, f- for you, what was your college golf experience like in the eighties? You know, college golf back in the eighties is is so much different. It's um, it's there there you know, and probably a lot of that has to do with with junior golf. You know, is with so social media, it's it's so much in your face now. It's every t- every every way you turn, you have access to scores and publications and social media to to college golf whether it be golf stat or or golf channel or wherever, wherever you turn now you can get scores and and you can really find you know results from where what's happening in college golf whereas when i was playing in the early 80s it was nowhere to be found you know only way you could find it was maybe in the back of a of a, of a newspaper or something of the results have been the back of a newspaper or something like that. But we still Georgia Southern for whatever reason has always, particularly with the, with the players have always been a, a very close knit, uh, a lot of camaraderie over the years and, and, and whatever. And obviously uh, Carter Collins down at Georgia Southern now, yeah just done a tremendous job down there he's he's really brought the the past alumni together as well as the current players and we're all like one big family and uh there's a lot of communication among uh, uh, all of us and a lot of support and i just 
I, I, I constantly reach out to Carter and just let him know how how proud I am of, of him and his players and just keeping the tradition uh, of that program going because he's just done a phenomenal job. Now, I know you have a lot on your plate because you're, you're playing a lot and also, you know, running the family business. We'll get into that in a minute. But, um, you know, you're, you're on the board of the, the Alumni Foundation for the team. Do you see a place, uh, I mean, do you play a lot with the guys? Do you ever travel with them to tournaments? I mean, if you, if you could maybe put one of your other, I don't know, seven, eight, nine responsibilities that you have off to the side. I know this is an ideal world, but it's not going to happen. But, do you, I mean, do you see yourself traveling with the team or playing with the guys or putting games together? What, what would be, in a dream scenario, what would be your relationship with the team? Or do you already, well, yeah. or, or do you already have that now? Well, I, I get I get down to Statesboro on occasion, particularly maybe when I'm passing through sure. Statesboro to, to go down to the coast of Georgia or, or, I'm, or I'm actually maybe playing in a state event down in Statesboro uh, as, a, as a former player. Um, they, Georgia Southern has an incredible uh, golf facility, practice facility. They have a beautiful uh, clubhouse they have a, an incredible driving range and a and four or five holes that that surround the area and it's only for um georgia southern players and prior alumni so you i can go go down there and i can hit balls when i want and have access to all the facilities and, and that's really cool and then i can interact with the players and I, I, I don't necessarily go with them on trips or anything like that. And I, I'd like to because I'd, I'd like to re, you know, experience that going on a, on a, uh, to a college tournament. Um, but just having, just going to Statesboro and interacting with the players and interacting with, with Carter, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, because those, he does such a great job in recruiting the right player. Um, and what I mean by that, they're just, good solid gentlemen yeah. they're good players but they're just overall good people and i my, myself as among uh, as well as other alumni really enjoy being around those guys because they're they're just well-rounded i'm not going to be surprised at the answer to this question so but i'll go ahead and ask it do you still have your georgia southern golf bag i do yeah see i, I, don't, <laughs> even know, I don't even know why i'm asking that question but i i, I mean i knew I knew you had it. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, and I'm guessing yep. the facility is maybe slightly different today than it was in the, in in the mid '80s. Oh, it's it's a, <laughs> it's a thousand percent different. And I tell Carter every day, I, well, not every day, but every, when I see him and right. I'm down, I'm like, every every golfer we should ha every golfer we have should be an All American with these facilities. I uh -huh. mean, it's it's incredible. So there's so much support. And the, the, the facilities are so good. There's there's no excuse. Well, we shouldn't. We every one of these players shouldn't be really good. And of course, they are. They're 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 they are very good. But oh, it's yeah. so much different than than what we we used to hit golf balls, or we used to do our practicing uh, on the football field. Yeah. So uh, that'll that'll tell you how far how far those facilities have come in the last forty years for sure. Hey man, when you're the US senior amateur champion, you could pull that old guy stuff and say, guys, back in my day, I had range <laughs> balls with a red fat stripe down the middle with cuts and maybe about nine dimples max. And uh, that's right. Oh yeah, you could do that. You you could totally do that. 
Oh yes, oh yeah. I've got a lot of stories down <laughs> down there in, in the in Statesboro, but they're all they're all good, and and uh, I, I enjoyed my time down there. Yeah. Um, so you you have this great career at Georgia Southern, and then you transition, you know, like you kind of briefly spoke about. You, you got the you know, family business, which is life insurance, or I'm sorry, which is an insurance agency that covers all sorts of different types of insurance. And, you know, this is around the time, you know, mid to late 20s, you start getting, you know, getting the family to get, you know, building a family and, and getting settled and having kids. You have three daughters. Um, and I know that there, I know you mentioned that you kind of stepped away a little bit, but I, I think there's a Georgia Mid-Am title somewhere in the 90s that I'm aware of, somewhere stuck in there. Um, but how did you kind of, I know maybe not have the most competitive schedule that you have now, but what did you do in that 25 to 40 range to at least keep the, you know, the interest level and the juices going for the game? Well, when I graduated from Georgia Southern, um, I didn't necessarily put up the clubs. I, I kept playing um, for the next two or three years um, at a local event and some state amateurs and mid amateurs and things like that. And then, of course, I got ended up married in that period of time and, and, uh, but when I got in my late twenties, uh, it's really when my game blossomed. Um, I had, um, like I said, I, I started playing in a lot of mid ams, uh, and actually won the state mid Georgia state mid amateur in 93 mm -hmm. runner up in 94. And also I was, um, starting to qualify for a lot of, uh, us amateurs and us mid amateurs. And uh, so my game was, was starting to come around. It's starting to mature. But at the same time, uh, my wife and I started to have some kids. And so and the next thing you know, we've got three kids. And I was still trying to you know, play a, a, a decent mid-amateur golf schedule and, and, uh, and still trying to run a business and, and maintain a healthy marriage and be a good dad and, and it, you know, just life came. Yeah, life, exactly. Yeah, life, life gets in the way. And so, you know, we, my wife and I, we just sat down and and just said, hey, you know, if if I'm going to be the the father that I need to be, if I'm going to be the the dad that I need to be, the spouse that I need to be, the the business owner that I need to be, um, golf is going to have to take a back burner. And uh, unfortunately, it did. Uh, I say unfortunately, but fortunately it, it it allowed me to have a, a healthy home uh it, it allowed my business to grow and i could have easily said you know what i want to i want to use these next 14 you know 13 14 years and and you know maybe play a real national schedule and and but i didn't i just i totally backed away from it from 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 the game of golf and not not that i quit playing I just uh, I played, you know, in in, in um, maybe a club championship yeah, or city something stuff, like that. you know, maybe a couple you know, right. two day trip, you know, a couple hours down the road, but not not going to, you know, going. All, oh, you know, you could yeah. have gotten rid of some of the kids, maybe just ship them yeah. off. That probably wasn't enough. No, you can't, right. can't do that. Sorry, well, don't think, there were some there were some time periods in my time where we, <laughs> where Jennifer and I 
felt like but Jennifer, my wife, where we felt like it would probably be better just to, to uh, trade these kids in. But but no, they're they're all of them were just, they're just they turned out great. They're independent now and do it. They're, they're a couple of them are married and and just doing a wonderful uh, doing wonderful for themselves. And 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 that's that's the result of of making us making that conscientious decision that what our priorities are, our true priorities are. And and looking back, then I'm so glad that I made that decision uh, because you get one shot at being a good spouse and yeah. one shot, a, a good uh, uh, father. And, and of course a business owner. And I, and I, I wanted to make sure I took advantage of that. Now we're talking about the, your business. It's a, uh, you know, you, your father started this insurance company and, and you uh, joined it pretty much right after college and worked your way up obviously. And now that's, it's your company to run. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I like doing a little digging here, and I actually went on to your, your company's website, and there's no mention of any of your golf achievements anywhere on this website. The only inclination that you're somewhat athletic is very hard to find, but but if you're paying attention, which I normally am, on, on the website, there's this little video montage of the staff members there at the company working. You know, someone's on the phone, and someone's on the computer, and someone's typing something up and then there's this very brief snippet of you in your office with a headset on talking on the phone while walking on a treadmill do you still have a treadmill in your office true or false i do <laughs> i do i have i have a, I have a vera desk where uh-huh. i stand up actually stand up and work all day long and uh and i have a treadmill um uh right underneath me uh-huh. and and a lot of times during the day, it's on. I still try to I still try to walk five or six miles a day. Uh, so that's that's part of part of my routine and that's part of my conditioning. So um, that is the answer to that question is yes. That is so yeah because I mean a lot of guys or ladies for that matter anyone is probably in their you know late thirties or early forties and you know they they have a they're maybe maybe they're ten years or so behind you right now thinking all right so. I'm kind of on the same track. I got the job. I got the kids. They're getting closer to college time, and I'm getting closer to that that late 40s, early 50s, where you know senior amateur golf is something I can revisit or get back into. I know uh-huh. you talked briefly about you know getting a coach and and mental coach and physical and and, but can you maybe talk a little bit about what that looked like more on a granular level, maybe around the age of like you know forty seven. 48 49 how you really put yourself and set yourself up for success well yeah it was definitely in the late 40s uh which i had spoke about earlier and um and i knew that i I, i've always had the competitive fire i've always had the competitive the juices within me uh, it's just that hey i like i said i I had other priorities and and that was very very important to me but i knew Eventually, I wanted to get back to playing uh, a, a golf at a very compet- a high level, a competitive golf at a very high level. And uh, but I knew that I was going to have to being removed from competitive golf for thirteen or fourteen years. That I was going to have to to incorporate uh, a lot of different things in my life to to get to the point to where I needed to be. And and not only with the the, the swing. Uh, but also um, from a conditioning. Um, and that's when I, I hired a, 
a, a personal trainer um, and that got me, uh, I work particularly on stretching. Uh, stretching to me is, is a critical component uh, along with the, you know, the other strength and conditioning, but I have been very disciplined with my, my stretching over the last 10 years. Um, and I continue today. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, just, just last week when I got home from uh, the Canadian uh, senior, I updated my, my stretching uh, routine with, with my physical uh, trainer. And uh, so it's, it's very, uh, it's very un- ongoing. Um, but I, another, com- the, I think one of the key components that I've talked about is, and that I've incorporated is the mental, the mental side of it. Uh, that was always something that I've been fascinated with. Um, and because I, I really think that that's having a very strong mind and, and, um, being able to play at a high level, you've got to, you've got to, you got to be able to play golf and, and control your nerves and having a strong mind is, is very, very uh, critical. Um, and that's when I hired, a, um, or a Dr. Bob Jones in my early 40 or late forties to help me with, uh, with that, with golf, with uh, the mental, the mental approach. So he's a, he's a, a psychologist here and, uh, in my area and just, I made a lot of, lot of headway, um, uh, with him helping me over the years. And this been, it's been a lot of, I've, I've had a lot of success with that. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't, I don't know what, if you find a guy that's a doctor and his name's Bob Jones in the state of Georgia, I'd hire him to do just about anything. I mean, whether, <laughs> I mean, you can't make this up. Your, your mental coach is Bobby Jones. Right, and it's and he's the he's the grandson of of the Bobby Jones. Oh well, this is just another happy accident. This falls into yeah. place perfectly. Okay, well that explains a lot. Um, yeah. Okay, perfect. So, uh, what did you find maybe in your mental approach that was lacking that he helped? You know, w- were there parts maybe early on where whether it's closing out a tournament, whether it's getting too nervous before you know while you're during warm up. Or, you know, what were some of the things that maybe were holding you back that you've been, since been able to break through? Well, for me, anytime I was in the heat of the battle, so to, so to speak, and uh, where I was um, uh, coming down to the last few holes and, and the tension and the anxiety was yeah. the greatest, I never struggled with that. That was, that was never a problem for me because that's when I got focused the most. Okay. Where I was struggling – where I was struggling the most is um, um, where I was struggling the most was early in the round or early in a tournament where I was, um, I couldn't get, I was very lackadaisical. I, I couldn't get into the round. Gotcha. So okay. I, would, I would go to the first tee totally not, not prepared. And uh, it was really generating a, um, uh, a lot of uh, just, I just wasn't ready. And, and so I, I went a couple of sessions with, with Bob and, um, and told him, you know, I'd kind of, we would relive rounds and, and, uh, and how I would start in the middle of the round and how I would finish. And, and, uh, and he, after a couple of sessions, he said, he, he came back with a, with a, uh, a remedy. He said, I want you to when you go to the first tee or when you go to the practice tee before you start playing, 
you know, do you do you warm up, get get all loose and everything. And then what I want you to do is I want you to pretend like the say the last 15 or 20 minutes that you're warming up. I want you to pretend like you're actually playing the first three or four holes. And then by the time you get to that first tee, I want you to uh, I want you to see how how much, how much of a difference that makes in, in preparing for your round. And uh, and I was very I was like this surely this this is not the answer here right, because right. you know but but it, it helped me a lot. Uh, so if if the if the hole started with a par four. What I would do is I would pretend like I was playing the first hole on the practice tee before I was playing, and if the next hole was a par three, I'd pretend like, um, you know, on the practice tee I'd play that par three, and I was playing playing mind games. Uh, and then I went to the, you know, then then if the next hole was a par five, I'd go through that and so on and so forth. So it, it I tried it, and it it was like. I couldn't believe how big of a difference it made. It was, it was huge. Um, and, um, uh, so right. I mean, I had immediate success. I mean, had immediate success in making a, a, a U.S. mid amateur. I had immediate success in, in winning tournaments. Uh, and I could not believe how big of a difference just taking that readiness to the first team. Yeah. Uh, because let's face it, at the end of the day, you've only got 18 holes, and if you're not ready the first three or four holes, you've you've wasted some some really good scoring opportunities. So that what what Dr. Bob Jones did for me, uh, just a couple of sessions was was miraculous for me. I'm really glad that you kind of walked through that because that's something you know. I think a lot of players, whether they're high level or just weekend golfers or trying to win their club championship, they're they're more nervous on the first tee. What's going to happen with this shot? And and they're not mentally focused on, okay, I'm completely ready. And you're right. If you're if you're treating the first three holes, if you're not treating them the same as 16, 17, 18, that's a problem. That's right. Yep. Exactly. I wanted to ask you also a little bit about the business, and I I, I could be reaching here, but uh, let's just give it a shot. So. You know, you've been in this insurance business for a long time, and I know that it's one of those careers, you know, like real estate or finance or wealth management, where, you know, if you have all the pieces in place, you can probably play a little more golf than someone else that has that nine to five Monday through Friday job. And I know you offer a lot of different types of insurance, and and one of them is life insurance. And I guess the reason I'm bringing mm. this up is that, you know, you're having frank and honest conversations with clients about what happens to their family after they die. So, what I'm getting at is that, you know, you probably embrace mortality maybe a little bit more than others because it's your business. Right. Do you think that has anything to do with the success that you've seen over the last few years? You know, I've never been asked that question, <laughs> but that's a very good question. You know, when, when you're in my, in my business and let's face it, insurance is, you know, it's not like selling ice cream. It's, it's not the most sexy business in the world, but you know, it's, it's obviously a necessary evil. And, and, um, but when it comes to, to life insurance, you know, we, we do a lot of property and casualty as yeah. well as life insurance, but, and unfortunately we're, we're dealing with, with injuries and, and catastrophic situation. We're dealing with death and, and, you know, we, we are filing, we're, we're consistently filing death claims for families of, of loved ones and, 
it does it does really put it in perspective and and uh because you you really you really understand and you realize that um uh, a a male is is only going to live a certain amount of time a female is only going to live a certain amount of time and and you know when you start when you're age 59 years old you realize that hey you know based on mortality tables I don't, I don't have that many more, more rounds of cough, you know, realistically speaking, I may be, I may not be in the fourth quarter or, or, but I'm probably, I'm probably at the end of the third quarter, so to speak. Right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's some, there's some, um, realistically, realistic thinking there because, you know, you, you, you want to make the, 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 your, your last, you know, I'm not saying I'm in the last few years, but you want to make that third quarter, your fourth quarter in life to, to, to be the, the, the utmost and, and do your best. And I guess that's what I'm trying to do because I do realize that, Hey, you know, life is, is, is special and it can be taken from you at any minute now, you father, know, father time is undefeated. That's exactly right. Yep. So exactly. Well, I just, I saw that correlation. I was curious and it sounds like there is a little bit of relationship there. So, mm-hmm. um, well, I, we've, we've put this off long enough. You are the U S senior amateur champion after your victory at, Catansic Club in Marion, Massachusetts, and you know th- this is this is just really it's obviously an incredible accomplishment, and also the well, <laughs> the players that you ran through in match play. Um, if you ever want to have to go back and look at the match tree and see how how you uh, found yourself winning this title, it is it's I mean it's really a who's who, and it's an incredible run, and you know you you beat. Paul Simpson in the round of 16, two-time senior amateur champion. You defeat Miles McConnell in the quarters. He was the medalist. You, you beat your buddy Bob Royak and fellow Georgian, 2019 U.S. senior. And then you you meet, gosh, you meet Doug Hansel in the final. He won in 2013. When, right. you, when you saw just how, obviously, you, you get through stroke playing, you progress through. But when you kind of looked at the match tree and you kind of got through the round of 64 and round of 32, excuse me, round of 32. And then, and then you got, you got Paul Simpson. Right. Um, when you see, you got that guy the next day and that goes 19 holes. You get, you better dig in at this point. I mean, okay, you, you've made it now let's get serious. And when you see that in front of you, um, it's not going to be too tough to get focused at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Cause you know, I mean, obviously, uh, Paul is is a legend in, in in amateur golf for sure. And when I saw that, and I, and I had never played with Paul before. Sure. Uh, I've met him uh, several times, and and uh, we knew each other. And and uh, but and, and what a gentleman! Uh, I tell you, there's there's not a finer gentleman that plays senior golf than than Paul. And and uh, but I tell you, when I, I'd always heard about what kind of what kind of short game he had, and. And, uh, and I knew what to expect, even though I hadn't played with him, but even on the first hole, he missed the green wide, right, probably 20, 25 yards. And his first chip shot was to a foot. I was like, <laughs> this is, this is, I told my caddy, I said, this is what we're going to be looking at all day long. We just got to get prepared. And, uh, and sure enough, it, he, he put on a clinic. I mean, he, he can putt and chip. There's, he keeps the ball in play. And if he misses a green, he he can um, uh, he can get it up and down, and and he is he is um, he is a very good player. He is as advertised. 
Yes, he is, for sure. And I think he's the only person still in history that has won the U.S. Senior, British Senior, and Canadian Senior in the same year. That was 2010. And that is uh, that is amazing yeah. because even me myself doing it in one with the Canadian and the U.S. senior, I know how difficult it is, and I couldn't even imagine throwing in another uh, a national event like the the British. So hat, my hats go off to Paul because that's an a, that's an, quite an accomplishment. Well, and the other thing that I that we just learned this week, or I, I learned a few not this week, but I learned a few uh, during during the championship. And thanks to the USGA for for making this stat readily available. Um, Paul Simpson has never been defeated in the round of sixty four at the U.S. Senior Amateur, and that he's fourteen and zero. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> That's 14 <laughs> years of playing the senior amateur. I think he missed match play once, maybe twice. He's never lost in the round of 64. Yeah, that's 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 very hard to believe because with match play, you just never know no. what you're getting into. I mean, you can you can play good, you can play your best golf you've ever played and lose. Or you can play your your uh, best uh, you can play the worst golf and win. So to, to be able to do that is is phenomenal, in my opinion. Yeah, when I when I see things like that, and especially at that level, uh, yeah. And the other thing too is, you know, three out of the four semifinalists are Georgia guys. I mean, yeah. you guys just could have stayed at home and found some golf course <laughs> and just settled this at home and save a whole lot, whole lot on hotel and, and flights. Well, and that's not surprising to me because I've, I play here year-round and I see the, the competitiveness and the talent that we have in this state, and it is it's phenomenal. Um, we have some really good players here. Uh, so when I go out and play in other tournaments, um, to be honest with you, sometimes the, the competition – is not near what it is just in our state event. And it and I may be playing at a national event and it's nothing like it was when I played my state amateur last week. So um it, that's not surprising uh, having having three Georgians in the semifinals. You know, I, I'm looking at this and yeah, you know, Simpson, Royak, and and another guy I need and this is another person that I absolutely have to connect with is Doug Hansel. I know I've seen him at several tournaments, but isn't right. it a little bit unfair that you got to try and beat a heart surgeon? I mean, when you t- when you talk about a guy that has control of his emotions and control of his breathing and can focus, that's not fair, is it? <laughs> well, he he's he's amazing, and he's got he's uh he's he has another record, an amateur record that's you know very comparable to to uh, Paul Simpson and and another really very good play very good amateur players and and uh not only has has doug won most senior amateurs uh uh excuse me most senior events around particularly around the southeast he's won them two and three times so uh he has he has a phenomenal record and it's it's very impressive and and uh he's got a and he's i think he just turned 65 uh and he won our state amateur last week uh and play and i played within the first two days and and he hit it he hit it as as good as i've ever seen him he he was really impressive unbelievable unbelievable do you and when you look at these names that have you know up until this point have have more accomplishments than you 
I guess this goes right back into the, the mental coaching and the preparation. Because at some point, if you're looking at these names, you're thinking, wow, they, they've won this. I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess going back to just Dr. Jones, just getting the belief that, you know, not only being prepared to do it, but actually believing you can do it. Right. Oh, yeah. And, and I think I think success breeds success. Um, I really think that uh, three or four years ago when when I started uh, having success and started winning and having the belief that I could win and, you know, learning to control my emotions, learning to control the, the it's, it, well, let me back up. It's not that I control it. It's just I learn how to play under those conditions. Uh, I don't think I don't think you're ever going to be able to eliminate the anxiety, or it's just learning to 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 execute shots while you're feeling that pressure. Uh, that's the key, and that's what I've I've learned how to do uh, because it doesn't it doesn't get any more intense than a U.S. senior amateur or a Canadian senior amateur. When you are playing the last few holes and you've got to get the job done, um, it doesn't get any more intense than that. And being able to control your emotions and uh, and being able to execute the shots that needed to to that you need to execute to 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 win a to win a tournament or to win a match, uh, that's what you have to be able to do. Uh, and that can be very difficult. I mean, it's it's probably it's, it sounds easier than it is because it is it's very difficult. Well, at this level that you're at, um, yeah, the the difficulties. There's so many difficulties surrounding you. Whether it's the, who you're playing, the course, your place in history, what's waiting for you should you you know pull this off, and and now you know what's what's waiting for you. You know, you have mm-hmm. you know exemptions, and you have uh, I mean ten year exemption ten year exemption into the into the U.S. Senior Amateur, which you know, as, as you know, qualifiers are hard and they only get harder and harder as you get older and older. And now you don't have to worry about that. And now you get to go play in the U S senior open and yes. also get to play in the U S amateur next year, Cherry Hills. And and your name's going to be at the hall of champions at, at, at USGA, uh, you know, at, at the golf house. So there's all these great things that come with it. What were some of the first phone calls that you got after your win? I mean, I'm sure your phone blew up and text messages and emails, but I'm sure there were a couple of calls that you got that really kind of hit home. Well, after after I, I had won, um, I couldn't I could not. Be, this will this will tell you how big social media and news outlets are. Um, within an hour of winning up at Catanzas, I had 407 text messages. <laughs> so, <God. laughs> I, I actually took a picture of it. Because and and I, I showed it to Jennifer, my wife. I said, "Do you believe this?" I said, "407," and then of course that doesn't include the the phone calls and yeah. and the all the emails that I get and people and and I love it and, and I love sharing it with with people and and that what that's what made it really cool because I'm a I'm a people person. I I love to be around people and and. Uh, and to, just to be able to share the experience with 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 all my friends and, and my family, but yeah, the the my immediate phone calls after I got through was were to my dad. You know, um, unfortunately, his his age he's eighty six years old. There's just no way I was able to 
to get him on up up to Catanzas on sure. such short days. Uh, and of course, calling my my girls, my my, my children, and and um, and telling them and and it was a, just a very exciting time, you know. But and then of course, you know, just sharing it with all my 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 closest friends, like you know Alan Peak and and Keith Holmes and guys like that. And and we have a we have a little love. Uh, uh text stream among about 10 or 12 of us we call ourselves the, the senior golf dudes okay. uh, <laughs> so, Love it. But, but uh you know that's that's what really makes it because i tell you if i didn't have friends and family it it, it it just wouldn't mean as much to me because just to have the opportunity to share share this these victories with with them has, has been awesome I'm just thinking about all the hay that you can get from this. I mean, my immediate thought is you, you got a son-in-law that plays golf. Uh, he's going to be probably asking for a few more strokes than usual now. I mean, you're not going to hear the end of this. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've definitely inspired him to start start practicing more and, uh, you know, that, that let him know, hey, you know, if you, if, you, if, you, if you practice and you're disciplined and you have a game plan, you can, you can do it. If you, you know? if you work really hard, your father-in-law can still beat you three and two, but keep grinding, <laughs> keep trying. And yes, you'll still, boy, man, you just, you'll be able to hold that. Well, Hey, us four ball, get, get a yeah. qualifier going, get that done. That's right. That's right. So, well, where are you, where are you off to next? I mean, uh, oh, and I, by the way, I, I didn't want to overlook this. I love when we were scheduling this conversation, you said, well, I'm heading back from Canada. That was the way Rusty Strawn let me know that he won the Canadian Senior Amateur. I'm on my way back from Canada. Mr. <laughs> Humble didn't even bother to say, well, I had a good week. Nope, didn't even say that. Just said, I'm heading back as if you were just coming back from some conference in, in Calgary or something. Um, yeah, <laughs> so picked up the Canadian. And, and actually, it was really interting is you were exempted to the U.S. Mid-Am. So That's you, right. you could have gone there. But instead, you yeah. go you go to Canada. Obviously, it's it's a great decision because not only the win, but um, I have yet to get up there for a Canadian mid amateur or Canadian senior amateur. Um, it what's the vibe like? I mean, is it pretty? It seems like it's a pretty special environment up there for those for those championships. It is, and I've had a number of, of friends uh, play in, in the Canadian Senior and uh, uh, over the years, and and um, they've tell they've told me how much they how much they enjoyed it, how much the, the clubs that the host clubs have embraced it, and uh, it is it is very, it's a very good championship, and they do a very good job, and uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Of course, winning you know was, made it even more more enjoyable, but. But I was very appreciative to the USGA too for giving me a an exemption into the uh, US Mid Am at Aaron Hills. But uh, Golf Canada had given me an exemption to play in the Canadian Senior this year back in June, and I was very appreciative and very honored that they gave me that exemption. And I wanted to honor that, even though right. I had to I had to um, leave two days after I won the U.S. Senior to go up all the way across country oh to uh, Alberta. And uh, and I, I had no expectations. I mean, I, I was, after playing, what, 10 rounds in oh, eight days at Tanzit, I just didn't know how, you know, how I was going to perform. and But it all worked out, and I'm, I'm very blessed and very thankful. 
Yeah, that that trip from I mean, I'm guessing from Gatanson, you're flying out of Boston to Calgary. I mean, I think it's like 2,700 miles. I, you know, for people that may not be aware of Providence, you know, provinces in Canada and where exactly, that's a long trip. Well, I came home first for two oh, days. Gosh. I, I had to, get, I, had to uh, I had to do some laundry. So I, did, <laughs> I, did, I was not, I couldn't have gone straight to uh, Canada. I guess I could have, but I, I, I came home, spent a couple of days doing a little bit of little paperwork and, and uh, making sure I still had a job. And, uh-huh. uh, and then I flew right out two days later to go up to uh, Alberta and, uh, and start getting ready for that, for the Canadian senior. Well, you've had a hell of a run. Um, I mean, I'm looking at this. Golf Week Senior, Na- I know I mentioned earlier, Golf Week Senior National Match Play, fifth place. North and South Senior Runner-Up. Reynolds Senior, fourth place. Winning the U.S. Senior Am. Winning the Canadian Senior Am. And, uh, and well, the wheels came off for the Georgia Senior. You only finished sixth, so that's got to be just <laughs> chewing at you. Um, what What's next? What are your plans for the next uh, few weeks? Um, uh, I mean, what do you do from here? I'm guessing there's got to be some sort of a – uh, is there a mixed four ball or, or like a, a you know? There's got to be something waiting for you, right? <laughs> I know. I was jokingly told a, a buddy of mine last week, state senior amateur. He said, "What are you playing next?" He, I said, "Well, I'm gonna play in the mixed couples championship at our club." <laughs> and I, I was joking with him, but uh, I am going to take some time off. Uh, I, there are some challenge cup matches that I'm gonna uh, I'm set to play, and I'm gonna play in the the. Uh, Georgia State Golf Association, Georgia PGA uh, Challenge Cup match. The, they take, uh, I, I believe it's 12, 14 amateurs against 12 or 14 pros, and, and we compete for a couple of days, which is a, is a, is a lot of fun. And, and then I was named to the East-West matches uh, that's going to be held at uh, uh, Merido uh, in Dallas. Um, which I'm looking a lot. I'm looking really forward to, to going there because that that's a real good challenge match competition. Um, then uh, I'm going to. Uh, they haven't named the Concession Cup team yet. Uh, that's going to be in Spain, but um, I hope I'm being considered for that. Uh, but I look forward to potentially p- uh, participating on, on the concession stuff, con- concession cup. Uh, which I think would be a lot of fun. And I've got maybe one or two other individual events the rest of the year, but, um, but it's not, not near as intense as what it's been the last, last couple of months. Uh, I'm exhausted just listening to that. And by the way, concession cup in Spain, that's one you bring the wife to, I think just, uh, I, I, yeah, I think that's the one that, that will help. That'll help. Well, she goes to a lot of your tournaments, doesn't she? She does. She is, uh, particularly the ones that, um, uh, the national championships are ones where we can do a lot of sightseeing because I, even though, I, you know, I'm playing in, uh, we go to these sites and I'm playing in a tournament. A lot of times I, I play early in the morning. So we have the whole afternoon to do sightseeing and she and I both, we, we hit the ground running. We, we, we love to, to uh, go explore and, and check out various sites at, at these uh, where we, where I play tournaments and she really enjoys it. And I do too. So what? All right. So I got to ask you. So what's been one of your more memorable tournaments? Not so much because of what happened on the golf course, but what happened off the golf course as far as sightseeing and and just being a kind of just being a tourist. 
you know, one that comes to mind right off was I played in a society, a senior event out in uh, Santa Barbara, California last fall. And, uh, we, we, although we've been to California a number of times, uh, we haven't been to, to Santa Barbara, but, um, we found ourselves just enjoying the, the wine country there in, in Santa Barbara. And so when I, every, every afternoon when I, or every yeah every afternoon when I got through playing, uh, we'd head right out to a winery, <laughs> and uh, we we went out to probably three or four or five wine or different wineries and and just had a great time. And of course, the weather is is always beautiful out there. So that's the kind of experiences that we like to have. All right, so let's see if you can let's see where let's see mornings of golf, and then afternoons drinking wine. Rusty, how'd you finish in that tournament? Uh. I, I think I finished third. Oh, so, gosh. All right. Still, so, so, <laughs> so, all right. I, I was thinking maybe there'd be a little bit funny. Well, I finished T42 because I was getting kind of banged <laughs> up on wine every day, but we had a good time, I think. But no, it was, I had a good, good finish and, um, and really enjoyed the course. And, and, uh, but it was, I tell you, that Santa Barbara was just absolutely beautiful. Well, Rusty, I will, um, I will be seeing you at Merido for the East-West matches. So that will be the next time that uh, that I see you. So that'll be uh, in November. That is, um, I was there two years ago. That was a really incredible, or three years ago. I'm not sure how long ago. But the first one, the inaugural, um, quite a collection of, of mid-ams and senior-ams. And uh, you'll, you'll really enjoy that and the golf course. And um, I appreciate you, you taking some time to kind of recap the last few weeks i know that you're heading up to uh to watch a little uh, golf at the president's cup so go right. enjoy that without a club in your hand just don't bring your clubs they got it just you know go enjoy that and um again congrats on your uh, your accomplishments and i appreciate you stopping by the back of the range well ben thanks for thanks for having me and i, I really appreciate this opportunity just to to share my experiences with with your listeners and and hopefully i'm i'm an inspiration to to them to to do their to to design a plan and and be disciplined and maybe they'll they'll experience what i've been able to experience the uh, over the last couple of years and, and particularly the last couple of weeks. So, but thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And there you have it. Special thanks to Rusty Strawn, the 2022 U.S. Senior Amateur Champion, for joining me on this episode here at the back of the range. Don't forget, follow along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Every single episode is available at thebackoftherange.com. Don't forget coupon code BOTR15 for 15% off on the Back of the Range collection at Imperial Sports. And we'll see you next time here at the Back of the Range.